if we could have a moment of silence for the coaching career of Matt Rule and quarterback play of Baker Mayfield. Are you ready? Ah, uh, yeah, we're back. And my man Dean is super excited. Barbells and tall tails. Are you ready? Ladies and gentlemen who tune in who do not know what a 10-bell salute is, that is a salute that they give to professional wrestlers when they have passed away and died. Uh, and so I felt in honor of the coaching career of Matt Rule. And it's probably- dead. <laughs> and probably the quarterback play of Baker Mayfield. We would give those guys an honorary 10-bell salute for their careers. My man, Dean Sweat, in the house, ladies and gentlemen. Kick rocks, Matt Rule. Are you are you excited today, Dean? I am, man. It, to me, this proves that David Tepper actually cares about the Carolinas and the Carolina Panthers because after what I saw yesterday, I was sort of worried that this man was ready to run this organization into the ground so he could move right. it, so he could move it, get his dome that everybody says that he wants, and uh, take it to another state. I, w- I didn't want to be another St. Louis Rams. So you are pretty excited. I guess yesterday, Panther Nation, as you said, was overtaken by Panther, a cloud Panther, of yes. red. Panther Nation was in a sea of red yesterday uh, in so many ways. Um, the corner of Mint Street, um, you had the Roaring Riot, which is our pregame party. This is this, right. this that's our party group. They're called the Roaring Riot. Well, beside of them on the corner of Mint Street, I had to go through a sea, and I mean a sea of red. Well, Forty Nine er Nation runs deep. Forty Nine er so. Nation made our pregame party look like a small church cotillion. Well, that's I mean, what it looked like. Well, I mean, let's think about it. The Forty Nine ers have been in existence for a long time. The Panthers, what year are they in establishment? Uh, now? 95. So they've, they've been established in 95. So they've been around, yeah. right? They've been around the block. Uh, not too many great memories with the Panthers. And so today we saw the firing of Matt Rule, the defensive coordinator, Snow, uh, Steve Wilkes, who you predicted. Yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a football genius. Is but, okay. now the head coach uh, over Ben McAdoo, which I think the world will be excited about. Uh, I did read today that, you know, Matt Rule was allowed to – he went and talked to the players, very class act, thanked them for everything. But there have been reports already, Dean, of getting rid of stars. I I, I know where you're going with this. I've seen it. Um, There's reports out saying they want to go ahead since since we've already basically conceded the the season. Right. Right. there's reports out there saying that, hey, Carolina's going to give up some stars yeah. for some draft picks, right? which I think is a terrible mistake. Uh, I know DJ Moore is one of the names that's being batted around. McCaffrey is linked to I don't a think team he, already. I, yeah, but I, yeah, but I don't think – I don't think with his contract anybody's going to buy that out. Well, the team that is looking at him, according to uh, sources on Twitter – the Buffalo Bills. If he goes to the Buffalo Bills, they will win the Super Bowl. That is, that is the rumor. I'm putting my savings account on it. That is the rumor that they are looking at, uh, I think it was Singletary, Corey Davis, and two first-round draft picks for Christian McCaffrey. Wow, that's, that's, uh, that's pretty steep right there. I mean, that's a stout offer. I just don't I, – I, if I am that team with as hurt as – 
Christian McCaffrey is, I'd be afraid to take that chance. But the good thing about it, you don't have to rely on him in Buffalo. Yeah. Right? He's just there when you need him. Yeah, but he's su- such a big part of our offense. I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, for him, he gets a break. Yeah. Right? Because he's playing behind Stephon Diggs. Josh Allen is slinging the ball. Imagine Stephon Diggs and McCaffrey. I mean, you would oh have. Oh, my. In the backfield? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, so, if I'm McCaffrey, I'm like, dude, let, let's talk. Man, that's, yeah. a, that's Super Bowl contention oh, right yeah, there. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. And they just they just slaughtered the Steelers yesterday. Oh, Imagine yeah. McCaffrey I on mean, there, too. See, I mean, put McCaffrey there. And I read this morning before the firing of Matt Rule, uh, the mayor of Matthews, did you see that? Yes, I did. I saw this. He wanted to ban Tepper, Matt Rule, and Baker Mayfield from coming to the city of Matthews, North Carolina. Yeah, and I, I realize he did that, but it's also a uh, it's also a uh, election season. Oh yeah. So uh, an election year. So he's probably just trying to get a cheap pop from the voters. Oh, absolutely is. I don't blame him. <laughs> I don't blame him a bit. I thought it was pretty good. And so, it was funny, though, today um, I was listening to um, Sports Talk Radio out of Charlotte uh-huh. uh, with uh, Mac and Bones okay. um, early in the morning. Um, I actually turned them on on my way to work, and I didn't turn them off all day. I just listened to that. And just, I, just hear what they had to say. I, 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 I had a feeling that it was going to come down today. Right. Because in, in the NFL, to fire a, a coach, you pretty much have to hit rock bottom. And it's usually on a Monday. Yes, and it's usually on a Monday, and it's usually after a big loss. Like we did the same thing with with Ron Rivera, right? Um, but which was a terrible fire, by the way. It was, but I mean, the way they handled it though was was very graceful. Like I think you should have let. Looking back, you should have let him finish out the season with what he had done for us. Right, basically right, took right. us from a where we're at right now I mean, he, to Super Bowl. He, right, he yeah. built you up. I mean, yeah. injuries got Matt, uh, Ron Rivera fired, let's just be honest. Yes, yes. Injuries that year, plus he had a sorry quarterback, Cam Newton. So, I mean, well, that, that I, didn't if help you, If you remember, Cam Newton was also injured as well. Well, that's not a bad thing. I mean, that usually uh, helps the case. Yeah. And so, uh, Matt Rule. I listen, I, like I said, I, I listened to the talk radio. Right. And um, it, it was funny because the talk radio was instant. As soon as it happened, they they said, "All right, well there it is. Matt Rule was just fired." They yeah, you know they they basically said, "If it if it happens, we're going to break in on it." Right. And they did. And I kid you not, Jim, my phone blew up. I had about ten text messages from people just, "Hey, hey, Matt Rule was fired. Rules out. Rules fired. Rules." You know, it, it was it was quite comical that everybody uh, texted me on that. So one. here here's the question for Dean: uh, The Panthers have seemed like they're going to throw the season in, uh-huh. right? If they do that. Are you still going to games? Oh yeah, I, Jam. I'm not a fair weather fan. I, I'm there, baby. Oh. Listen, here's the. But here is my thing. We can throw the season. Okay. It, it's fine. It's fine. We we've already conceded that we're not going to the playoffs. Obviously, because right. You know, we just let our coach go. Um, I actually think there's there's winnable games out there. You, I mean, you look at the Steelers. Where? You look at the Steelers. You look at the Broncos. Um, those those are those are winnable games. Um, but I don't think we need to give away the farm yet. We do not need to do a fire sale. Well, I mean, they like you said, they've already got McCaffrey's linked, DJ Moore's linked. DJ Moore's linked to the Chiefs is what I've been seeing. And so, uh, I mean, that's basically your offensive firepower. Yeah. I mean, because Robbie Anderson's not worth dirt. 
I mean, right. and Robbie Anderson dropped the ball again yesterday. Ridiculous, man. And and we say that like we're shocked. No, it, it happens right. every week. Oh, uh, absolutely. I, I was proud that that we had uh, that uh, Raheem uh, Blackshear. Yep. Um, he was a great. He he got us about. I don't know. He I think he got over a hundred yards. Uh, return return yeah. yards. So, so that was a bright spot. Shy Smith caught a couple balls yesterday. Shy Smith couldn't catch. Freaking COVID in the middle of Wuhan. I don't know, man. He caught he caught some balls yesterday. I so mean, they're so. really high on him. I don't yeah. know why, but they really are. But let's be honest, though. The Panthers they they don't need it. They don't need a lot. I no, mean, they don't. We're, we're, Defe- we're and see, that's what gets me about the firing of Snow, the defensive coordinator. I don't understand that. I mean, unless unless I have I have heard though that Steve Wilkes and Phil Snow do not get along. So that there makes sense. Yeah. Now, I mean, if you bring in Wilkes as your head coach and and they don't get along, of course you got to get rid of them. But we got to be honest. You got to put personal vendettas aside. Right. Defense yeah. kept the Panthers in a lot of games. Right. Absolutely. Uh, I Absolutely. Mean, so, they did. Uh, the Panthers have only scored what four offensive touchdowns this yes. season. Yeah. And so, mo- you got touchdowns coming from the defense. It to me, it's like why get rid of the guy who's kept me in the games. But like you said, you know, you, there may be some conflict there. But I agree with you. You got to put personal in. Issues like that aside, yes. I mean, let's let's look at you know we talk about professional wrestling. There are a lot of professional wrestlers that do not like each other. Absolutely, that have to wrestle each other. Look at Sammy Guevara, Eddie Kingston, right? And know? they ha- and so they have to have enough trust that man, this guy's not going to break my neck. Yeah, you know, he's not because he could. Right, he can you know, do yeah. something stupid. He can let you make a drop, make a fall that you shouldn't make. And so here we are with the Panthers. And Matt Rule has already got uh, – he's already looked, already linked into another job. Mm-hmm. Nebraska football is already calling. Nebraska football, I, I think if he waits a little longer, uh, Oklahoma could open up. Right. Um, and you so, know, he's, and he's got heard, his pick of the litter. And what I heard is they the reason why they won't fire him so quick in the season because if he gets a college job, they don't have to pay him his buyout. Yep. And yep. So, if I was him, though, I would stay – I think he's got a, a a house on the uh, on the beach out out in the right. Outer Banks. I would stay there for two years and just do nothing. Oh well, Ed Aragama, I have you say his name, Aragama. He was the yeah. LSU coach. Mm-hmm. You know what his buyout claw was at LSU? One hundred million dollars for a football coach. Oh wow! Do you think he's ever going to coach again? No, 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 not at all. I mean, why? Why would you coach? Right, uh, I, w- I would just, I would be fat and sassy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I would get a volunteer job at a youth program somewhere and say, "Hey, boys, go, go Tigers!" Right? Yeah, I would do like Forrest Gump and just get me one of those little snapping riding lawnmowers and just mow mow somebody's grass for free, mow the college's grass for free, or something. Hundred million dollar buyout. I don't know. What you know, Matt Rule's buyout was, but that was ridiculously insane amount of money for LSU to give that guy. I can't even fathom that much no. money. No, I mean, I I would the coach, trouble I would be in with that that much money. Oh Lord, yeah, yeah. I mean, it not, wouldn't even be close to. I mean, it would just be bad news. Yeah, absolutely bad news. Absolutely. So we got that going on, and then of course in the wrestling world, did you see what happened Saturday? Saturday. Yes, I did. Actually, we didn't talk about this. We didn't text back and forth, but uh, me and my nephew were actually texting, texting back and forth, and I actually saw the return of Bray Wyatt. Yes. Bray Wyatt, the fiend. I love it. The way he brought him back was perfect. Uh, Jonathan Crisco just sent me a text, said, Panthers, fire them all. Phil Snow, he's gone. Fire all the Panthers. 
Yep. Dean, you're just being jumped on left and right here. Well, I, but we're going. I know we're we're wanting to go to the fiend, but we we kind of come back to the Panthers here. Yeah, we don't really need to fire everybody. Um, you need another quarterback. Well, here here's I, here's what's smart about Tepper. Like I, you know, we've we've kind of ragged Tepper, and we'll get back to the fiend in a minute. But here's what's kind of smart. Uh, Steve Wilkes, who he's now the uh, head coach yes. of the Panthers, he was there the during coach. the Super Bowl year. There during the Super Bowl year. Is a Charlotte resident. Yes. Uh, played high school in Charlotte football. Uh, went to college at App State, I believe is correct. Yep. So he's a Carolina guy. He's know. a no nonsense guy. He and well, he's a homer, yeah. right? He's a guy that you can say, "Hey, look, this is this is North Carolina pride." Yeah. This is you know, and so uh, I think it's logistically it's a smart move to bring that guy in. Uh, I hope the defense doesn't take a. A hit from this. A backslide. Right, because it easily could because uh, starting next week you got P.J. Walker. Uh, hey, this this is your time to – I mean, this is your time I to shine. Been you've, been, you've been begging for been this begging. guy. You he's, got your shot. He's mobile. He's an XFL uh, <laughs> alumni. He played for The Rock over in the XFL. So is he – he hate me. Where's he at these days? Hey, he played a couple years for the Panthers, didn't he? He did. He, he was did. a great returning we, specialist, th- was he not? I think the Panthers organization just sit around and watch XL, XFL games and said, I want that guy. Well, I mean, who knows? I mean, uh, PJ played really good in XFL. He did. So. He was he was, prob- he was easily the best quarterback in, in right. the organization. And so, I mean, to me – I would have started him a couple games ago. What have you got to lose? Absolutely. Your offense is not moving the ball. You I need mean, a spark. Yeah, you're a train wreck mm-hmm. on, on offense. Uh, even if you had to use him kind of like uh, uh, like a like a wildcat formation. Yes. You just bring him in for something special. Or, you know, like Taysom Hill uh, right. You know, for the Saints. Just bring him in. Just get a spark. Just get something going. Throw it off. Yeah. And I think they were going to do it with Chenault, but then, you know, his hamstring. I think he just saw how terrible the Panthers were and said, I ain't suiting up for this crap. Yeah, he, he, he I think he pieced out on us. He got I, his yeah. one big run, and uh, that's his claim said, to fame. Maybe he's going to move I'm on out, to another boys. team. Yeah. So, so back to the Fiend, though. Um, I actually watched this. The I, I didn't watch Extreme Rules, but I actually watched his entrance. Oh, it was phenomenal. And the, the reaction that he got – was, oh, they've been wanting this guy back. Well, I think WWE and I and I knock WWE all the time. Oh yeah, I but do too. I will say this: WWE did this man's return perfectly. Oh, it's phenomenal. A long build up. Everybody knows it. Oh, it's the fiend. Right. Everybody knows that, but they just uh, give the these QR little codes hints. And the hints. Yeah, the hints, phenomenal. and you're like, we know it, we know it, but you kept the crowd wanting it, right? And you kept them from it, and that's what you want. Yes, I mean that's the build up that you want. Uh, I think even in AEW, Jericho, when he has a feud with someone, mm-hmm. it's, it's a good build-up. It's yes. a slow – and a lot of people don't like it because it is slow. Yeah. You know, we live in a microwave generation where you want things to happen as quick as possible. You want it now. But a slow build-up is so good when it comes to professional wrestling. And that used to be my knock with WWE is – Oh. You, if you remember back in the – I would say from 2006 to 2000. Heck, 2000, heck, to almost current day, uh, WWE would give you a match. Let's say, hey, Triple H versus Kane. And it meant nothing. And it, But it meant nothing. But you would keep getting that same freaking match, and then on the payoff for the pay-per-view, it's that same match again. Yeah. So you get it five or six times instead of, 
hey, let's cut some vignettes, some promos over right. here. Let's let's get some run-ins on these guys. Let's Give get me some a storyline. Let's get a storyline. Then let's have the payoff on the pay-per-view and end it that way. I was watching uh, on Dish Network. We had the Vice Channel, you know, because Vice always puts out love Vice, uh, yes. Dark Side of the Ring, yep. and things like that. They do a very good job too. They they started a new one last week called Tales from the Territory. Okay, and uh, I don't know if you have Vice or anything like that, but it, look, I know a lot of people don't like wrestling, but they're telling stories of you know things that happen that shouldn't have happened. Yeah, and so they're telling one last week about uh, Jerry Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett's dad, mm-hmm. and uh, when he was a wrestler, and this guy was trying, they were, you know, territories were kind of battling each other, and one, like, say you was a territory manager, and I was another, well, this other guy sent a guy to Jeff Jarrett's promotion to physically beat him up in the ring in front of his fans. Oh, nice. Like, to say, we're taking over. Yeah. And so, that, so he was the NWO before the NWO. Yeah, but it was legit. Yeah, it was a it, legit it, NWO. It wasn't like yeah. you know this is stage. And so, <laughs> uh, J- Jerry Lawler and Jerry Jarrett are talking about this, and this guy comes in the ring, and I mean he's going, he's just going wild. And mm-hmm. they show a picture of this guy, and I mean he looks like Terry Funk on steroids. Ooh. Like I mean he's Jack, but he's yeah. just crazy looking. Yeah. And they get into it, and somehow. Jerry Jarrett gets this guy and gouges his eye out in the middle of the ring. Oh, nice. Rips his eye out. It's rolling around on the floor. Nice. Jerry Lawler picks this guy's eye up, puts it in a cooler. Uh, Of course, the police finally get in. Uh, He stabs Jerry Jarrett with the knife, cuts him like in the leg. And so they go on. My gosh. And – Two weeks later, another show going on in uh, Memphis Wrestling, and Jerry J- and the guy is back with an eye patch. <laughs> He's a pirate now. <laughs> I mean, dude, Arg. I mean, and so I'm listening to these stories, thinking, "Oh my God! <laughs> wow, that's I mean, incredible." I mean, to me, if you love anything that's like history, like that with wrestling, this tales from the territory. I mean, just the, I mean, just the story of him. Just ripping this guy. He said, it's the only way I knew how to live. Yeah. You know, I'm bleeding and I mean, all he, this. And he was fighting for his life. Right. Yeah. And he rips this guy's eye out. And I was like, dude, Jerry Jarrett, I always thought was a punk. Yeah. That's the, that dude's the man right now yeah. in my eyes. Yeah. My only, my only thing with Jerry Jarrett is they, they said back in the day that uh, when he started his own promotion – that uh he he didn't pay he didn't pay the wrestlers worth the crap. Yeah, he probably did. Yeah, but he was really really then, cheap. Right? Yeah, yeah. And so this week, uh, their episode is going to be on Andy Kaufman and the Jerry Lawler food feud. I'm sorry. Oh, food. that was feud. that was a great feud, man. That was such and a great so feud. I'm, I'm really pumped. And that was one of those storylines that we talked about that was so drawn out. Like it went to late night TV. Yeah, uh, well, it was on David Letterman. He David slapped Letterman. him on David Letterman. Yeah, you know he's supposed to give the apology. Yep. And so, and it was one of those things that no one ever knew. Man, is this real or is yeah. it staged? Because uh, Andy Kaufman would he would fight women. He, he would, would fight women. That was so great. He so was great. Intergender champion. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> just um, he would fit right in today's world today. <laughs> yeah he would he's yeah, the he intergender champion yeah. but those storyline and build-ups were so phenomenal if you had to if, if you had to list your favorite storyline ever in professional wrestling 
Mm. Where would you go? Because there's a lot of good ones. You mentioned the NWO earlier. Great storyline. The Horseman and Dusty Rhodes. Great storyline. I even love the Roman Reigns uh, storyline that's going on right now. Yeah. The MJF. If you had to pick one that you really thought, man, this storyline got me hooked in wrestling. Oh, it's easy for me. Let's hear it. It's easy for me, man. And it, it, it takes me back to my childhood. It was Sting. The the coming up of Sting. Uh-huh. Sting starts to get big. He's hanging with the horseman. Yep. You know, he's not officially a horseman, but he's hanging with him. He's wearing the cowboy boots. Right. And on Clash of the Champions, Ric Flair told him, he said, I told you, I told you not to go after this title. And then he turns on him. I love it. He turns on him right there. They beat the living dog crap out of him. Which they should have. Yes. And then that starts the the Flair and Sting feud. I think that was 88. Okay. But if you remember, they had a six-man cage match that night at the Clash of the Champions. All right. So Sting, you know, does an interference. He he, he tries to run in and, and, and jump on top of the cage. Yep. To... Go after the horseman. Well, he like breaks his breaks his leg. Ooh, um, trying to get there, and like Flair comes out of the ring and is beating the dog snot out of him. And you can actually go back and watch, and he's like, Flair, you know, I, I'm I'm really hurt. Flair doesn't care. Flair's no. beating the, Flair's beating the crap no. out of him. If so you that put their that put their actual feud back a couple years, and then I think in 1990 he he actually got the finally ended the the you know. The chase, basically, right. and got the title. You go back and watch. There's a video of Sid Vicious and Big Papa Pump. When Sid Vicious jumps off the top rope, oh snaps God. his leg, and yes. you can just see it there dangling. And Big Papa Pump puts the boots to him. Yeah, he does. He puts the boot, And I'm like, well, that, my man's ankle is up in his earlobe. <laughs> he, he, it looks I mean, terrible. It's one of the nastiest breaks I've ever seen in any sport. He can, he can helicopter that lower yeah. leg, man. I mean, it's nasty. Just flapping in the wind, and Big Papa Pump decides, all right. Crap, I'll just put if, the boots to you anyway. If anyone wants to look at that, that would be 2001 WCW Sin. Look, you just put, yeah, you just write Sid Vicious and it's coming up. Yeah, or just go YouTube uh, Sid Vicious leg break. It's pretty brutal. It is ridiculous. Just fair warning everyone. See, but my, another another one for me would have been Batista. I'll, I'll let you get yours, but another yeah, one yeah, for me fine. would be uh, Batista's run. Okay. Um, he's not my favorite wrestler, but it's just one where I think the WWE did a good job of building his character. Now, I'll say this. To me, uh, Batista has done very well. I love him in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Right? I, he's probably my favorite character. Yeah. Because he's out there. For me, mine has got to be Dusty and the Horseman to the point that uh, they tricked Dusty to get into the steel cage. Mm-hmm. He came to save Ric Flair. And then, of course, they all they locked the cage, and they're beating Dusty down to the point that the fans tried to get in the cage also. Yeah. And security, basically, the Horsemen and Dusty Rhodes had to stay in the ring until mm-hmm. they cleared the arena because they were they were fearing for their lives. That, yeah, dude, if we walk out of here, these people believe this stuff, and like it's a hundred, and which is crazy, right? Because we all know wrestling is scripted, but there is a portion of society mm-hmm. that thinks this is one hundred percent legit. Yeah, like I'm going uh, Sunday, October thirtieth, to see my man. The showcase. The showcase. Uh, in Jamestown, North Carolina, they're having a little Halloween show. And I will bet I got I got ten dollars, ain't much sitting on my desk, but I got ten dollars on my desk right now that says there will be somebody in this crowd who one hundred percent 
thinks it's legit. Oh yeah, there's always there's always there's those. Always, there's always one. There was one in Greensboro when I once saw him. It was a little old lady. She had probably been there since lunchtime. She had a bucket of fried chicken with her, and she's talking drunk, and she's waving these chicken bones at the wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And I looked at everybody and said, 100% she thinks it's legit. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> I told you the story about my sister throwing a drink at Ric Flair. No, I have not heard yeah. this. Yeah, so uh, it, was Dusty, it was Dusty versus Flair at Greensboro Coliseum. And um, I think this was when Sugar Ray Leonard or uh, maybe it was Smoking Joe Frazier was the special guest referee or okay. like basically the the enforcer you know right. basically to keep everything you know from going out of hand well i think somehow flair cheated dusty or whatever and he's going back through the back through the entrance ramp there right. and she throws a drink at him nice i yeah, like it so you know, back then like even in the 80s people yeah. people thought it was real you know I, I was definitely more than they do now yeah cuz I, I think i told you i got a buddy uh he lives in south carolina now he was at Kernersville. He legit got beat up by Wahoo McDaniel. Yes, I remember. Got beat with a leather strap. That. So I mean, there are, there are instances. And it wasn't in his life. fault. No, it was some guy behind him. But there are instances in life where I mean, you just go, hey, just chill out, just be cool. So as we we're going into tonight is actually uh, the season premiere. Mm-hmm. Although Raw never takes a break. Yeah. Tonight is a season premiere of Raw. Do we get Bray Wyatt tonight? <sighs> Um, I would, I would think you do. I don't think you, I don't think you can't not. Yeah. I mean, if you tease him, you, you, you showed him, you showed him on TV. Right, he's got, he he's got to be there. I'm here. Yeah. All right. Now, does he come back as Bray Wyatt with the Hawaiian shirts or is he the fiend? Who would you prefer to have? I would rather him ha- come out with the Hawaiian shirt. I love that character. Yeah. I love fireflies. It. And, yeah, the fireflies. I love. I love the the sister Abigail. All, yeah. all that stuff. I loved all that. So I'm I'm hoping that's what we get tonight. Now, is he going to be our next champion? Is he going to be the one who defeats Roman Reigns? We've we've actually talked about that with another with a another little wrestling um, text group I got going on. Right. Um. I actually think they're going to give the strap to Cody. I think Cody's going to be Just the guy. Him to come back. I think Cody's going to be the guy that that ends Roman's uh, reign. Who's gonna Who's gonna break up the bloodline? Ooh, I would love to see a little. Uh, I'd love to see Sammy Sammy Zayn go in there, see and, and break it up. I've been watching it. Right, I don't think it's Sammy Zayn. I don't think it's Jay Uso who's always mad because Sammy's in yeah. the group. I think it's Jimmy. You think so? And the reason being, you, you know, I go with this theory. You can't always go with the very obvious ones, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And Jay, you know, last week, you know, Logan Paul said. Jay Uso is the one. Yeah. And so, and of course, Roman looks at him and Sammy comes in and gives probably the worst uh, promo I've heard. <laughs> we the ones, you are number two. Right? <laughs> you the number two on the bottom of my shoe step. But, mean, you, but you love that guy. I love, love that Zane, guy. But that, it was a terrible promo. I was expecting more. But Jimmy's just kind of chilling, right? Mm-hmm. There's no focus on Jimmy. Yeah. And so, to me, it's like, it's got to be Jimmy because, yeah. guys, you overlooked me this whole process. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves Solo. Everybody loves Jay. Everybody loves Sammy. Everybody loves Roman. I'm just sitting here. Nobody's talking about me. And so this jealousy gets in. Well, and, and two, you, you've got Paul Heyman there. Paul Heyman is, is, is the ultimate backstabber. Oh, yeah. So do, does does he does – he, is he part of the backstabbing? Is he part of the breakup? I don't know because there's got to – you know, and I don't want it to happen anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Because I, I want this to play out till WrestleMania, 
because uh, right now what the talk is, The Rock versus Roman yeah. at WrestleMania. But Jimmy Uso is the one who causes him to lose to The Rock. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it'll be for the belts, but it's going to, to me it's going to be something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I can see it. I, I, I would uh Yeah. Yeah, that sounds that sounds that yeah, sounds I mean, fun. I mean to me I like it, you know. Yeah. If I like we talked about creating storylines, to me it's a good one, right? Or, you know, Sami Zayn, I think you mentioned it uh the other day, uh Sammy does it, but he brings Kevin Owens in. Okay. And, and so, they reunite, and yeah. They reunite, yeah. you know, okay. the best friends and they kinda take out the Usos that way. And I mean to me, WWE has got to bring another faction in to go with the blood. Well, they got they got Braun Strowman back now, right? So I mean, that's 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 a that's a big character, man. It's a huge character, but I'm talking about a faction like Braun Strowman can't beat all the Usos together, right? I don't know. I think he could. I mean, we've seen him turn over ambulances, and cars, and tractor trailers, tractor trailers. (laughs) But I mean, it's all the Usos, and so to me, like you got the brawling brutes, you got Imperium. You got to add a couple more or something like that. Well, what's the uh, what's the uh, Judgment Day? Jud- they're terrible. Uh, one. Yeah, the, I mean they're 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 pretty new though, right? Right, they're very new, and you know they beat Edge because yeah. which the concerto to the Beth Phoenix, Beth and, Phoenix, which yeah. that's the only way he was going to say I quit because his wife was in danger. But to me, uh, you bring Cody Rhodes back, you put him in a faction like you said, because I mean you got to have. Because I, I do like factions. I like AEW. I like to, the triple. You know. Is he coming back as a heel? Who, Cody? Yeah. No. No, he's going to stay face. He's, he's got to stay face in WWE. Okay. So, hey, but that's our time for today, y'all. That's our 30-minute time slot here on Barbells and Tall Tales. Hey, as always, are you ready? Bye, Matt Rule.